Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we're about to see the four Ewing brothers together for the very last time. My name is Mary. And I'm Josh, the illegitimate bastard Ewing that is not really a Ewing. <laughs> the other illegitimate bastard Ewing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. And we are just two tonight uh, because uh, Melanie has decided to take a hiatus from the show because she's dealing with some stuff. And uh, she hopefully will be back very soon, but we don't have a date yet. She's in Emporia, Kansas, isn't she? Yes, she's in Emporia, Kansas, mowing um, at Lowe's Lawn. Hopefully she's and, wearing a uh, shirt. Uh, no, no shirt. She greased her chest up too. So just, you know, it's not on camera. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Sarah has her day job. Is She's a she's a busy bee at her day job. So, and that actually pays the bills, which this does not. So, you know, real jobs first. So, uh, so you just get Josh and I tonight. And um want to give some shout outs here because we have not been on since... Uh, before chiller yeah that's right we we picked up uh, some new people oh yeah all the cool people we met yes uh kelly mcleod who we met in the lobby that night uh mm -hmm. has started to follow us and uh martha sandusky who was joined us uh for drinks that evening yeah. and uh yeah, yeah and we did get to meet uh meet up with mario de la casa who mm -hmm. the restaurant Mario's is not named for in this episode, or is it? <laughs> or is it? Is it? And um, he's off to Italy with uh, for two months with a family trip. And um, he's been posting fabulous pictures. Oh, he has, him. he has. So a shout out to Mario. Uh, also met up with this was a this surprise this actor. Um, who appeared in one episode, uh, Jason London, who appeared as a rehab counselor in the new series. I brought the my Dallas album cover over, which I will post up on our fan our site so people can look at all the signatures on it. It, it is quite impressive. You've seen it, Mary, obviously. I have. It's just super impressive. And Jason London was so impressed that somebody would remember that one episode, and his agent actually took a picture of the album cover as he was signing it. Uh, that's awesome and of course priscilla presley was there yes, um yeah. very uh, long line for priscilla i happened to be walking by at one point and i said where's the line and they said there is no line so i jumped in line i tried to contact you and sarah and by the time right. you got over yeah. there i had gone through and done right. what i did we were going to get a group photo but um next time yeah and the last person we met who was really cool i think you can attest it was uh Ramey zada who played johnny dancer yeah he was really he funny. was fun he was he was yeah he was, he was really fun and hopefully we he doesn't really do social media but hopefully by the time we get up to his episodes we can have him on for or yeah we, some point we can pre-record something because yeah if you have a chance to meet him do it because he, he is a fun guy yeah, and Linda fun. Gray, people were wondering why Linda was not there and she was scheduled to be there, but she had that 100-mile walk uh, hike in Spain that got moved up. So, mm. But she will be in Palm Springs at Oscars on June 13th with Steve, Patrick, Charlene, Audrey Landers, Kathy Podwell, Joan Van Ark, and Cherie J. Wilson. And I'm... All the peeps. All the peeps. And Michael Priest said he is going to be there, too. So, so cool. Uh, I'm going to try to have some of our connections get some video for us and maybe a greeting for our... That would be amazing. So, and I'm sure I'm sure you want to give some shout-outs. Oh, we, we also saw Captain America. Yeah, we saw Captain America. <laughs> As always, super fun. And Amy Harrow was there, but you... You, you all kept missing her because uh, yeah. we just like ships in the night, right. but just, I was able to, I, know. I was like, able to catch up. Uh, so Hollywood show uh, at the end of June, uh, Joan Van Ark, Deborah Renard, Barbara Carrera, and not saying people, Donna Mills, who was a Ewing as well. So yeah, there are other things going on. Like we just passed the 32nd anniversary of the final episode of Dallas, the original series. Uh, I think today is either – no, it's yesterday was the uh, anniversary of uh, the uh, Bobby. Last, oh, yeah. 
the Bobby, uh, yes, getting a little action. Yeah, and we that's that's spoiler. We all we all know. Right. We all know that at this point. But, okay, um, I'll probably have to beep that out. So I'll just say the season finale of 1985, where Bobby has an incident. The episode is called Swan Song. Nope, it's today, uh, May 17th. Is it today? Okay. May 17th. I posted it on uh, social media. I couldn't remember if it was last night or this morning. So. Mm-hmm. And I remember my sister and older brother, were, my late, late sister now, obviously, um, and older brother were having a wild party here at the house <laughs> well while the parents were in saint martin and i was upstairs watching the episode and it, it was getting very emotional at that point yeah yeah and my sister's boyfriend at the time burst into the room looking around going get the beer get the beer get the beer and i'm like what go away <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and somebody found out about the party and obviously called the parents in St. Martin, so they got in trouble when parents got home. I, I wasn't old enough to throw a party, I mean. But Did you call your parents? Was it you? No, it was the person that was uh, sitting for the two tiny siblings. Oh. So, gotcha. but, um, <laughs> yeah, and then May 13th was the other day was the 30th anniversary of the last episode of Knott's Landing. So, which you still haven't really. No, I still haven't seen because it's not like easy to watch. So, no, it isn't. Although there is a guy Brian Crow who has a he has made the episodes accessible through him to people that want them. So, Mm, we might have to like might have to reach out to him and uh, reach out to him. Yeah, and you probably want to give some shout outs as well. Yeah, totally to our amazing, awesome, rad Patreon members. Brendan Fillick, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Justin Ware, Marie Johnson, Michael Jung, Jason Gregory, Jason Carter. Sounds like Ewing. (laughs) Well, yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano, who are awesome, like I said, super rad, awesome people who um, are the reason that we are able to still do this uh, because otherwise I don't think that we would have been able to like afford to keep doing this the whole time. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. yes rock. We, we, um, we, we drink, we drink for you. <laughs> yes. We drink in your honor. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yes. And um, birthdays, death dates and yeah. the like. I have a Peyton E. Park. I don't know who he played. He obviously was not a major person. He was. He would have been a hundred on May eighth. Jenna Michaels, who played Connie, was born nineteen fifty six, May 9th. So she would have been sixty seven, somewhere thereabout. Okay. But unfortunately, the anniversary of her passing is May twenty third in two thousand eighteen. Uh-huh. So she was only. 61 or 62 no 62 i know who peyton park played who did he play three different characters Mm -hmm. um during nine episodes he played someone named caleb okay larry of deltem catering oh the catering guy yes that's right and he was also a judge a judge oh he's moved moved up in the world from a caterer to a judge yeah yeah only on dallas can you move up in different professions that way (laughs) right lawrence Haddon. Uh, you probably want to look him up. L a u r e n c. He died May tenth, two thousand thirteen. Birthdays: Priscilla Pointer, May eighteenth. She will be ninety nine. Insane in the membrane. That's Rebecca Wentworth. Lawrence Haddon played Franklin Horner. Franklin Horner, that's right. And he, I believe, he played uh, Doctor Ackerman, who stole Val's babies on Knott's Landing. Oh. And Steve Forrest, who played um, Ben Stivers and Wes Parmalee, died May 18th, Wes- 2013. Wes Parmalee. That's right. I'm going to hunt down rare- Parmalee. I, I'm one of the rare people who loves the Wes Parmalee storyline. I do. And I am unapologetic about it. Don't You don't have to apologize. Stephen Elliott, who played um, uh, 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 Scotty Demarest, 
Died, died May 21st, 2005. And he was married to Alice Herson, who plays Mavis. Mm, that's cool. And ne- next week, we have Priscilla Presley turned mm-hmm. 78 on May 24th. And May 24th is the will be the six-year anniversary of Jared Martin's death. And we're going to stop there. All right. We'll stop there. We'll stop there. And we are talking tonight about season six, episode five, 108 of the series, Jock's Will. The Jock Cock. Jock Cock. It was written by David Paulson, directed by our friend, Michael Priest. Friend of the pod, Michael Priest. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> if you have not, if you have not listened, uh, when the, the audio is going to be posted soon, but if you did not join us for the live, you, he had stories, and you could we could listen to that man all night long. The man is a treasure trove. The man is eighty six years old, and the man basically is Dallas. Like he directed like basically a third of the show. Right, he directed so, uh, uh, over sixty episodes. Uh, yeah, thereabouts. So. Yeah. Included, so, yeah, including this one. Including this one. Um, and this one aired October 29th, 1982. Ooh, two days before um, Halloween. Mm-hmm, then, mm. yes, the night before Devil's Night. Oh, Halloween. <laughs> um, so, also, on October 29th, 1982, the number one song in the U.S. was Who Can It Be Now by Men at Work. And in the U.K. is I Don't Want to Dance by Eddie Grant. Of Electric <laughs> Avenue fame. We're going to yes. rock down to Electric <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> yeah. um, and the number one film was First Blood, starring Sylvester Stallone. The uh, number one, the big news story this week was uh, car maker John DeLorean was indicted for drug trafficking. Uh, he was later acquitted, but. He was indicted. That's how the DeLorean got up to 88 miles an hour so quickly. Yep. Because it was high. (laughs) It was hot as fuck. Born on this day was actress and pop singer Ariel Lin. She's she's born in Taiwan. She's known for the movie They Kiss Again, and her big single was called You. I'm not familiar with her, but I'm sure someone out there is. Not me, but you. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And on Dallas, this episode put Dallas back at the number one spot in the weekly ratings. It aired at 9 p.m. and was followed at 10 p.m. by a special Friday night episode of Knott's Landing. Because, as you know, by the end of this episode, Gary has come in for the reading of Jock's Will. And what we don't see is uh, in the Knott's Landing episode, um, our appearances by Larry Hagman, Patrick Duffy, and Eric Farlow, who played Christopher. Hmm. Uh, yep, the scenes, I remember the scenes. It opened in South Fork on Knott's Landing with uh, Gary playing with Christopher and Bobby coming in, and then Gary going back to the hotel, and Abby is there. She has flown in. Of course, that greedy little witch for trying to sink her claws into the Ewing money. And Gary is not pleased with his uh, what he has his inheritance. He's not pleased with that. Okay. No, he is not. Oh, ple- right, because <laughs> yeah, because there's a little thing with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a little uh, sticky, little sticky wiki. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And um, also. In Dallas, who happens to be on a book tour for the book Capricorn Crude, which was loosely based on the Ewings, is jo- uh, Valine. So she's there. And it's funny, they converge in the hotel lobby, and there's a call from Mrs. Ewing. Or somebody calls out for Mrs. Ewing. And Abby and Val both turn. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> But this is the last appearance in this reality for Gary on Dallas until 2013, when he shows up for three episodes. Right, because he was on um, an episode that is not considered canon. Right. right? 
Because it's a dream. And he was on the season series finale of the original series, which we all know veered off into an alternate reality. La La La, la Land. Yeah. Yeah. The Not Standing episode finished at number four for the week. And Kenneth Kimmins, who uh, plays Thornton McLeish in this episode, also played Howard on the sitcom Coach with Craig T. Nelson. And George Cooper returns as pilot Lee Evans. And now let's head to South Fork. Now let's head to South Fork where we open on, you know, a beautiful shot of the house with some horses running. And then we cut inside to... Stock footage. (laughs) Uh, jock's painting where jr's basically just staring a hole through it that painting becomes its own character at this point in the series it really does and it runs through i remember jr threatening to kill someone if they took down that portrait at the office at one point in front of john ross so that it, it just the painting has moved, moves all over the place, but it's very prominent, as you said, in this. Yeah, and Harv arrives, mm-hmm. and Jr. offers him a drink, and he basically gives a really backhanded reply. He's like, "Not at this hour. I'm not sure I have the stomach for it," which is implying that like Jr. does. <laughs> yeah, well, Jr. was born with a, a bourbon IV going right into his system. It was the the umbilical cord was just just straight bourbon, (laughs) straight bourbon. Yeah. Um, uh, And he has because basically he has an idea why he's been asked there. But Ellie confirms it when she comes in and she says that um, she heard herself talk last night at the ball and about moving on. And we all did. We realize she realizes that she hadn't done that and they needed to do that. Um, and so they want to declare Jack dead so that they can read his will and just move on. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's important closure for the family to, to get that. And, um, but nothing in the Ewing family is ever simple. No, of course. So I, I, I don't think this will is just going to be simple, straightforward, and cutting everything up evenly. And it's, it's probably going to be messy. Yeah, I feel like one would hope for that, but yeah. well, it could make for some good drama, though. It could, it could, very P- much so, potentially. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, he he wants he goes over the uh, details of what's going to happen at the trial, declaring Jack dead, and he wants. The pilot, Lee Evans, needs to be brought in from South America for that. Yes. And we have to drink because Ellie silently emotes. True. Drink. And we are uh, reminded that there was no body found. I feel like that is, like, plainly stated. Like, we have to do all this because we never found Jock's body. Right, he could come out of the uh, he could come out of it as like swamp thing and just come like come like sta- right. staggering back and come, yeah he, he could show up he could show up yeah, down the line he could at any moment mm-hmm. he, he could come in and go <laughs> and go what the hell are you talking about I'm not dead I'm Jock Cock not dead yet I'm pining for the fjords. <laughs> And we got to Lucy watching TV in her room and her PJs on the floor. She right. basically made a little blanket for it for herself, and uh, I appreciate that. We don't know if Charlene has given birth at this point, or they're still concealing. True. Yeah. A baby bump. Yeah. Because it's be it, it would it's kind of uh, odd. It would be kind of odd to have a baby bump after an abortion. Right, it would, unless yeah. you're very far along, but she was not. Right, so. right. Um, so uh, she's obviously depressed. Um, Pam comes in off, and Pam, Pam comes in and offers some tough love, which, okay, but I feel like Pam doesn't really have a leg to stand on here. No, I mean, Lucy was freaking raped. Lucy was kidnapped. She was raped. She got pregnant by her rape rapist and then had to have an abortion. 
And Pam is literally like, stop moping around the house. Go back to work. Go back to work. You still sad? Jeez. And like, Pam, you were like comatose when nothing happened. Like, what? Pam, Pam, you wanted to jump off a building, for God's sake. Right. Who are you? Right. (sighs) So, yeah. So Pam turns around and like stalks out of the room. Well, you need to get back to work or go get therapy. Blah, 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 blah. But Lucy calls Blair. Blair's not the, Blair's away, and she does not leave a message. No. I'll call yeah, back. It's like, she, she tried. That was, that was good enough. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me cut to Kansas. Um, Lic- where Ray is- license plate SLE25637 car just driving away. Just random car. <laughs> there was a close-up of the license plate, and it pulled out, and I'm like, does this have any significance of anything? Yeah, and it was just, just a random car that drove away. Good. Yeah. Um, Ray is asking a lot of questions about Mickey at the table. Michael. <laughs> Michael. With our oldest-looking 50s woman, um, Kate Reed, who looks – much older than her actual age in this. Oh my god, ridiculous! And I every time like Ray talks about Mickey, like Donna just rolls her eyes. Basically, she's like, "He's Ugh. a he's a bad seed. Just 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 move let on. Let it this. go. Let it go. God. Yeah. Yes. Let it go. Like let Anna, go. like like Anna and Elsa. Yep. We did learn that um, Mickey just gets up and goes. Doesn't hasn't worked for the last six months. But had a job for two years down at the packing plant. We don't know what they packed. But Ray is going to show Donna the sights in Emporia. Oh boy, that's that that should yeah. take, that should take all of thirty seconds. The metropolis of Emporia. <laughs> We're going to go see the one traffic light in the one parking mm-hmm. space where I used to make out with the. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's snowing in Canada. If you look behind Thornton McLeish out his window. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we cut to Ewing Oil where. Uh, Mr. McLeish is calling from Toronto, and um, I guess yeah, this is what no no October, so yeah, it's probably snowing by that. One time. of the rare times snow is seen on Dallas, just yeah. just barely in the background. Yeah, um, and he wants to see Bobby because he's coming to town um, and talk about a Canadian investment. Hmm. Bobby's like, mm, all right, Thornton, what are you what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, Thornton, Thornton McLeish. This is Terrence, Terrence and Philip. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> they will get together, well, I guess, when he gets into town. So So then we cut to Le Saison. Oui, oui. I think is. I took German, so I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that, that's not French? Le, yeah, I took German, so I'm saying I think it's pronounced Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but I took. German, so I don't know for sure. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Uh, yeah, Sprechen Sie, ich spreche Deutsch. Well, ein bisschen Deutsch. Uh, Scheiße Deutsch. Um, Scheiße Film, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Rebecca is taking Cliff out for a really nice dinner, and he immediately shows his lower classness by asking for ketchup. For the roast. Right. Well, we later learn it's roast. Ketchup! I need ketchup! <laughs> he, he's very, like, short with Rebecca. He's just has a little bit of an attitude. Uh, yeah. yeah, he definitely does. And uh, he uh, he and Rebecca get to do a lot of eating in this episode. They do, yeah. They just keep going out to eat. Yep. Yes. Jordan Lee and uh, Wade Luce come in. And Wade is apparently moving to Arizona to, along with his wife to be with their daughter, daughter who has health issues. Yeah. Uh-huh, all right. Oh, okay. Poor, That's poor a pretty thing. big like backstory they're giving Wade there. <laughs> Right, and he wants to sell out. So, yeah, that that gets Rebecca's catches Rebecca's interest. But um, mm-hmm. she does a little like side smile. Right, right. Hmm. The plot thickens. Jr. is worried about getting the witness uh, Lee Evans to come testify. And yes, so he's asking. He's asking basically, Harv, like, what's going to happen if they if we can't and they, the the judge rules against us. Well, Jr., you're you'd be basically on another TV show called Shit's Creek without a paddle, and because that wheel will would stay sealed for seven. Ew, David. That will would stay sealed for seven years. Ew, Jr. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that like you'll be fucked. 
totally yeah. if it doesn't work yeah. out. It, Ray is uh, showing Donna around and basically commenting on how different Emporia looks since he was there when he was little. There's automatic traffic lights. Oh, my God. And you're like, what? There, there, were you born in 1890? There's more than one light. And this used to be basically like this used to be a well. And this used to be like, when did you grow up? And this is where baby Jessica was in the well. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen yet. No, no. Um, they pull into the gas station. And uh, who's who's working there? Oh, Mickey's working. Mickey Trotter. But I was wondering about this because so he's beep beeping for full service instead of pumping it himself. And like Ray seems like a self-service kind of guy. And so I was wondering, like, was there what was it not legal? But I looked it up and in Kansas, uh, it was legalized that you could pump your own gas in 1972. So um, I think Ray was just being an arrogant, arrogant rich boy. Yeah. No, well, maybe, maybe this station was full service because just because it can, it might be at the could be at the discretion of the gas station uh, owners. That's true. Even though I will point out that the the and this is totally like I know I'm nitpicking here, but the pumps did have um, directions on how to use them on them for people pumping their own gas. But I am nitpicking. Stop it. And then Mickey's giving Ray some attitude, and Ray says, We're blood kin. Yeehaw! Blood kin. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God, could could they get any more uh, like uh, Southern? Yeah. Blood kin. But he's only working there to pay off some debt because he and some friends hotwired a car one night. Yeah. And, and he's like, trying to avoid it. and trying to avoid jail. Yeah. And as soon yeah, as he gets it, I'm out of there. Yeah. Ah. We should have asked Morgan Brittany about, uh, Timothy Patrick Murphy. Cause they were on the show glitter together. Oh yeah. That we should have. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd like to get more like stories about him because he lived such a short life. Yes, he did. He he was gone by 1988 before the show even went off the air. Yeah, that's sad. what happens with the HIV, the HIV. I know. It was so ugh, lost so many people. Yes. Okay, so dinner time for John Ross, um, but Jr. stops by. Tyler, ba- Tyler um, Banks, shout out in case he's listening yeah. uh, later. <laughs> Another eating scene for Tyler Banks. <laughs> Well, no, he did not actually eat in the scene. Well, uh, he, he was, was talking about eating. Now. They were talking it's about eating. It's always around food. Yeah. Yes, got to get those grapes and that macaroni and cheese. But then Jr. talks to him and tells him how he's going to take him to Ewing Oil soon to like let him play because someday you're going to take over as president, just you all by yourself. Right. No other okay. Ewing. No other Ewing's are going to be in there because it's going to be my company. Company. That's right. <sighs> Sue Ellen overhears this and she's wearing some. Fancy black black dress. I wrote the exact same thing. Fancy black dress. <laughs> yes. And some god-awful makeup. But, you know, hey. what are you going to do? It's 1982. Right. 1982. Yeah. And Ellie's going out to dinner with Punk and Mavis when Bobby and Pam cross paths. And they're like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner with us? But they don't. Instead, they have a pre-dinner drink. Right. In front of Jack's painting. And, yeah, and Bobby is very concerned about why that will was sealed and says that yeah. if JR ends up with the, the company again, they're out of there because he doesn't want to watch JR. Right. And Pam is just, she's trying Pam to. Pam just tells him to chill. She's like, chill. Like, you don't know what it's going to be. Let's not make plans now. If Let's this just were, roll with it. If this were happening today, Pam would say, Bobby, just just take some edibles and just just bring it down. Right, bring it down a notch. Yeah, right. right. But Bobby's getting himself all worked up. It could be for nothing. Could could really be for nothing. It could it could be. Also, I'd like to mention I really like Pam's little black dress in this scene. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. I was taken by Donna's outfit when they got back to uh, back to Dallas. Yeah. We'll get there, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, JR and Swellen are out dancing. 
It and looked, I, it looks like it was, was it a, at some restaurant that had dinner and dancing maybe because dinner there and were, dancing, there were like people eating in the, eating in the background. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, I just, I feel like this is a sharp contrast about who Jr. and Sue Ellen are compared to like Bobby and Pam, because when they have Bobby and Pam out dancing, they're like disco dancing. Right. And <laughs> Bobby's wearing the, the tight outfits and Pam's wearing the, the, the tight blouse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the, <laughs> it's a disco <laughs> version of the Dallas theme. It's fancy, like jazz band. And they both seem a little drunk in this scene. Right, because she keeps <laughs> she keeps stepping on his feet. Right. Yep. And Sue Ellen shouldn't be drunk because she's an alcoholic. Yeah, she should not be drinking. But maybe she's just drunk on love. We don't know. She's high on life. And she's because Dust, Dusty is out of her life because she's married and Cliff is getting better and she's he's out of her life too. Jer makes some remark about Dusty like, I hope it keeps working or something like that. Yeah, I hope I, like, hope, I hope that's a cure for like like the new the new bride is a cure for his uh his his limp nope rope. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, his, his rope is not getting, his rope was getting nope. And then she's just like, she's hinting about the wedding and he's not taking any, he's not nope, he's taking not, any of it. He's not, he's not biting the the, the line. He's not, he's yeah, not. He's not picking up what she's putting down. That's right. She's thrown out there and he's just completely avoiding it. Then we cut to uh, Punk and Mavis and Ellie who run into the Frank Crutcher played by Dale Robertson. JJ Starbuck. <laughs> Ellie's so thankful for her friendship with Punk and Mavis because they've been like really there for her. Right. This yes. time. Yeah. And but then uh, Frank comes in and they're like, hey, you should sit with us. And he does. He does for a drink and compliments Ellie on her speech and then touches her hand and she kind of she she she, 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 she notes out of that. She ret- Yeah, she 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 pulls away immediately. She's like, yeah, it, no. It's like the turtle's head going back into the shell. Whoop. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Nope. Not happening. Nope. Too early for hand holding there, Frank. Right, Frank. You're just gonna go have to go home and use your magazines. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut back to uh, Jr. and Swellen arriving back at Swellen's house, and um, Swellen is worried that Jr. is losing interest in the marriage because he hasn't brought it up all night. And he doesn't actually like need her anymore because of John Ross's voting shares. Right. So Which like, she mentions. Yeah. And she's, she's wondering. Yeah. And then he pulls out uh, an invitation to a wedding. And obviously this better not be the one they're sending out to everybody because it has, <laughs> it has February 15th, 1970 crossed out and December 3rd, 1982 written in. He's like, we don't need new one. We still have old ones laying around. We didn't mail them all out. Let's just reuse it. It's fine. <laughs> Same place. But but we 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 learned when the what their original wedding date supposedly was. Yes. Yes. February fifteenth, the day after Hallmark Day. Love is in the air, and it's at two p.m. Love yes. is in the air. And then then we cut to the next morning. Uh, where they are going to be, have breakfast at the ranch. We see the shot of them driving in. Mm-hmm. And I I was watching this on Amazon Prime, and they were cutting it into the commercials a little weird, into the middle of scenes in this yeah, one. Yeah, they do that. But I noticed that, this is me nitpicking, you were nitpicking earlier, but mm-hmm. yeah. Ellie comes out, sees them pull up, and then we cut to them walking up, but we hear the sliding door shut again. And nobody has gone in or come out. Hmm. So there was a like a random shot of the sliding door that was obviously an editor's uh, mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to nitpick. We do like to nitpick. Because when you watch these episodes to take notes to talk about it, you start looking for little details. You do. You do. Because you pause it and then you're like, oh, what's that in the background? Now, do you pause during scenes or do you pause after scenes and then write about each scene and then go oh. on? Both? Depends. Depends it, on depends on how much I have to say. Like if I, because I will forget something immediately. So if I have a thought, I'll just pause it and write right. it. So I don't. If forget. there is a certain line of dialogue that I need to throw in there, yeah, yeah, 
I, I have to pause it and write it down. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. it's summarizing each scene, and then when in the discussion, then I triggers thoughts. But I I try to um, wait till the end of a scene, but I also like I just know that I have a terrible memory, so I have forgotten things before, and so I just sometimes mm. have to. And sometimes <laughs> I want to pull out trivial details just to give each scene some texture and context yeah, and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they run into Ellie and they, so they tell her that they have set a date yes. for December 3rd. And uh, she, yeah, she doesn't mention the date, but they've set a date and right, right. she wants to keep it simple. When is a South Fork wedding ever simple? Cool story, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good luck. With, good, good luck with that. And then Ellie compliments Jr. and he says, "Oh, uh, about what? He, like he, he he doesn't know." <laughs> I feel like there's been a lot of Larry Hagman improvising in this episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it, oh, we should we should have Michael Priest on speed dial and say, "Michael, was I Larry?" Know. Right. Was <laughs> uh, that improvised? Yeah. But uh, that's not the only date that is set because they get the phone call that the court date is tomorrow yes yep so jr is now like oh crap i gotta i gotta Uh, gotta really track that guy gotta get get lee evans here and ellie calls ray in kansas to tell him about the hearing and she knows that he probably won't be home in time but did you notice lil answers the phone and she hands it to ray like it's a crisis oh my god yeah she, she does she's sitting at the table like her world like is someone like, died. like falling oh apart. Like, yeah. what is what is it, Raymond? Raymond, what is it? What's going on? I feel on? like that just may be the actress, like, acting her moment. Like, oh. Right. <laughs> I'm on Dallas. And I'm, on I, Dallas. I'm the oldest looking 51-year-old in the world. I'm going to squeeze every emotion out of the scene that mm. I can. Right. <laughs> Ray will return for the reading of the will. Yeah. And... Donna says, oh, i got to book flights. And Lil seems to know the airline schedule right out of the gate there because she's like, well, there's a flight early morning Thursday. Right. Like, is there only like three planes out of your local airport? How do you know that? Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> okay, okay, Lil. Is she stalking the airport? <laughs> she doesn't seem like someone who leaves Kansas a whole lot. So I don't know. Ray goes and then Ray leaves to go looking for Mickey, which does not please Donna. Does not please Donna. Donna's like, ugh. Why? Uh, Why? Sounds like she's saying rye, like rye bread. Why? Uh, yeah. um, so we got to Mario's. Mario de la Casa? No. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a family dinner get together with the Barneses and the Ewings, that little family. Cliff is uh, quite humorous in this scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. With his, his 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 tone of voice was, and he, he's had two eating scenes in this episode, and he's not eating Chinese food. I know, right? What gives? He's eating <laughs> roast. Other people are. I think it's because other people are taking him out to dinner. Like if it's his choice, he's going to get Chinese in a, in, but, in a carton, no doubt. In a carton. Which but if someone did else you is know the that if you remove the metal thing from the carton? It folds. Uh, it's supposed to fold out into a plate. A plate. Yeah, I learned that on MySpace, I believe. Like, what the heck? MySpace, which is where I first met Omri Katz. Nice. And a friendship was formed. <laughs> a friendship was formed. That's right. Um, so everyone is worried about the possibility that Jr. will get back, will get Ewing Oil back, uh, except Pam, who really doesn't want to talk about it. She yeah, even gets up to leave too. But yeah, she starts throwing a temper tantrum about it. Yeah, and Rebecca <laughs> says, well, if JR's back in, then then it's all out war. And Cliff is like, oh, mama. Mama. I know, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of some of the scenes with uh, that I've been seeing recently with Lorenzo Lamas on Falcon Crest. He just has some, uh, yeah. some of that comedic uh, undertones to some of his yeah. – uh, Scenes with Ange- Angela Channing. But. <laughs> um, but but Pam, I think this is the part, the time where I start to really not love the character of Pam. And I know that that's, people are not going to agree with me, but I feel like, 
holy crap, she just starts getting really annoying. She's like throwing a temper tantrum at the table. Like, well, if I'm just going to leave. Me, me, me. Bobby, let's go. Like, Bobby, come on. Let's yeah, go. Bobby's now. Just, everyone's like, well, fine, we'll stop talking about it. And she's like, me. Okay, okay, Pam. Okay. Sits down and pouts. Fine, I'll yeah. sit here in the corner. Why? <sighs> no. Cry. We got to the court case. Punk is testifying. Then Lee Evans. Then Bobby. And we notice his name is Judge Carnes. They produced Jock's medallion as Exhibit 17 that was pulled out from the, the swamp. Mm-hmm. Which we're reminded again that anything that goes into that swamp is not coming out because it is such a right. sinking bottom. It's like quicksand. Except the medallion somehow. Right. Okay. Because they, <laughs> they needed a piece of jock prop. Right, right, right. Uh, and we have to drink again because it's some really great um, emoting from Allie. Yes. Allie. Allie with her emoting. Yeah. And then we cut to Kansas, where uh, Ray wants an immediate decision from Mickey. We don't know about what yet. And Mickey is just, like, walking away, and he says not to push it, and he just walks off. Right. Because they're blood kin. Remember, they're blood, blood kin. kin. Or blood kin, which means I'm, it must be that the his mom and Lil were sisters. Oh, that's true. I think, that's, I think that proves it. Right, bloodkin, because because he wouldn't he would just say kin otherwise. Right, there is no bloodkin with Amos. Right, Raymond, Raymond, <laughs> and then uh, then he tells Donna that he's asked Mickey to come to South Fork. Oh, um, Christ! And that, she's just rolling her eyes in the back of her head. That's and, going and, over like a lead weight. <laughs> right, she he says he's he's going to talk to the judge. He'll pay off his debts, and then he can work them off at the ranch. And Donna's just like, this is a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> well, Jock did the same thing for me when I was a boy. It's my turn to pay it forward. And she's like, and you know, like, what about, like, taking, like, a kid or anything? Like, Jock raised three kids before you. And then, so that kind of helped give him a clue. You have nothing to go on. And he's like, I guess I'll just learn on the job. Uh, okay, Ray. Yeah, good, good, good luck with that. Good. Yeah. Just, 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 just good luck with that. So far, you've done really, really great by just like trying to beat him up every right. other scene. Right. But okay. But also, like, Mickey's like twenty years old. He doesn't. In all honesty, like, he doesn't need a parent figure. Right. He, right. he can okay. go. He can go screw up his own life. Right. I mean, it's nice you're gonna give him a job, like whatever. But uh, yeah, that you know, you don't really have to parent a twenty year old. No. No, unless they're like, um, like really needing some, they're really uh, needing some, right? Like they have, uh, mental handicaps or things, right? Right, right, you know. And Mickey just has like an attitude handicap, so yeah, Mickey, Mickey has a a tood, as they say, tood for sure, for shizzle, manizzle, and then we're cutting to the courthouse manizzle. Um, where, uh, Jack, they, they declare him finally legally dead. Right. He is legally died in the jungle in a place unknown in the jungles of South America. Right. He's not, 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 not quite dead yet. Yes, you are dead. Yeah. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. And, you know, they, they would have liked to have had a body to just cinch it, but, um, that's not always possible in these situations because right. of everything that went in doesn't come out of that swamp except yes. except the medallion. Except the medallion. Medallion. That's 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 it. That's all we need. That's, one. that's, that's it. That's it. That's right. And then we got to South Fork, um, and Ellie tells Lucy that Gary will be there tomorrow for the reading of the will, which Jr. is not pleased about. Yeah, Jr. was also going on about if that. Well, if that. If that witness wants to hit, go back to South America, he, he he can hitchhike. I'm not paying. What the? F- what? Yeah. So you just left him? Like, sorry. Left, <laughs> I know you just saved my company, but. Left him at the courthouse. It's like, what? <laughs> right. Well, but earlier, JR was saying, well, he's going to be there if, even if I have to swim across the Gulf of Mexico. Right. I would have liked to have seen JR swim him across the Gulf of Mexico. That would have been fun. Yeah. 
JR. Okay, you're right. JR in a swimsuit. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> As, uh, as, as oil tankers go by, yep. <laughs> see Jr. with a guy on his back swimming. <laughs> god. Like in uh, oh god, in the SpongeBob movie with uh, Hasselhoff. Yeah, did you ever watch the SpongeBob movie? No. And ha- Hasselhoff, they like hitch a ride on Hasselhoff when he swims him to the <laughs> to the beach. Oh god. <laughs> Um, okay. And then he also finds out that not only is Gary going to be there, but Ray's going to be there too for the reading Why? of the will. And JR just can't even. He's like, are you kidding me? Well, I guess everyone's coming with there's money. Okay. And then JR delivers a line, which I actually had to stop him right down. He goes, well, what's the family for if it can't help out its losers? <laughs> um, and then Swellen kind of calls him on his shit. And she's just like, so you... You really want this Will Reg? He's like, that means that, like, you know what it says. And then Jared's like, he totally denies it and gaslights no. her. And he's like, what? I, uh, me? Me? Come on. What? Uh, you know, I, what? I, I asked for I would never. I, I asked for a peek, but Harf, 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 Harf said no. Yeah, that's it. <gasps> that was it. That was I, the end of it. I would I would never do something like that. I'm like, oh. And she's just, like, looking at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. <laughs> How do you tell if how do you tell if a JR is lying? His lips are moving. His are moving, yeah, for yeah. sure. If he was Pinocchio, uh, his nose would have gone through the window. Yeah. And girl luckily girl's not buying it. She's just like, mm, okay, I guess you're not gonna tell me. Yeah. And then we have here is uh, Donna's wearing her blue uh skirt and bandana. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they play the silliest music in this scene. It's like, bang, ding, ding, ding. I don't know. It's it's like silly circus music. And we, we, we forgot to comment on JR's ascot earlier when uh, he brought Sue Ellen to South Fork. Right, right. Yeah, the white, the off-white uh, one that was just... We did not there. drink for JR's ascot. Well, I'm going to belatedly drink. Because his ass is going to get caught at some point. I mean, always. Yeah. But he's always going to get out of it, too. So Right. Um, so, yeah. So, it's Ray and Donna arriving back at home with Mickey in tow. And he's thinking he's going to be sleeping there, and in in the not not the big house, but the the Krebs house. Donna lets him know, like, oh, oh, uh, uh-uh, you you ain't sleeping with us. Uh, uh-uh. uh, you're not staying here. No, that she w- hates him. She hates Mickey. That would be a very <laughs> odd uh, bed trio if the three of them were. Doesn't it have two bedrooms? I don't know. Whatever. I don't. Don't they don't have a front door? They always, they only have that sliding door. They only the back frame. <laughs> well, that's like I have neighbors, and I've I've observed this every time I am passing by their house, or and I see them going in or coming out. There's a front door that never opens. They everybody always pulls in, and they always go in through the garage. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What is I have fl- friends who do that too. What yes. is the point? Is there like there must be an area when they get inside where they take off the shoes and everything and they just leave yeah, it downstairs? Maybe. Yeah, like a little mud room. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, but it, it it it's like the door is a prop. Well, the front door at South Fork has become a prop uh, most of the time yeah, at this point. That's true. So yeah, so then we cut to the airport where Gary arrives. Ted Shackelford mm-hmm. in for his two scenes in this mm-hmm. episode. And it's nice that Lorimar does both shows. They also did Falcon Crest. So it would have been interesting to see a three-way crossover between all the shows. Yeah, it would have. I mean, imagine Sue Ellen going up against Abby. Because I didn't, okay, I didn't, even though Falcon Crest was on right after Dallas, I didn't watch it. Yeah. But wasn't it also, weren't they also in oil? But they were in Denver? Uh, No, no, that was Dynasty. Oh, it's Dynasty. Okay, never mind. Right, and then the different channel. Then they okay. had the, that new version of Dynasty, which I called to Die Nasty because it was a nasty re- reboot. It wasn't good. Okay, I heard it was horrible. Um, but I mean, they had Nicolette Sheridan playing Alexis in the new one. Huh. But the um, no, no, Falcon Crest was wine vineyards. Wine, right? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, with yeah, Robert no, Foxworth, who was the first choice to play. Right. J.R. Ewan. Yeah. I, I just never watched that one. I don't know what. I, I guess I, I just went to bed after Dallas. I'm so. on season five now on Amazon Prime. And you're enjoying it? Oh, yeah. Because I, I got in in the middle of the series and oh, okay. to the later part. And so I'm going back. And it's nice to actually watch a show from the series premiere all the way right. through to the end. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, Jane Wyman's ex-husband on the show, her first ex-husband, was played by Stephen Elliott, Scotty Demarest, oh. who was the father of her children okay. on the show. And Laura Johnson, who played uh, Beamskin Rugs girlfriend Betty Lou. Yeah, yeah. She was on there for several seasons. Huh. Yeah, there were a lot of Dallas um, back and forth. Right. <laughs> right. And then we cut to more silly music as we switch to Ray taking Mickey to bunkhouse number two. Where they run into Clarence and Jack mm-hmm. coming out of bunkhouse number one. And Mickey thinks, oh. Well, I'm going to get some privacy then uh, in my own little bunkhouse. No, no. You, you got three <laughs> no. other dudes living in there. Mm-hmm. It's sausage fest. Hot. And Mickey's like, well, uh, I should be in the – why don't I just stay in the penitentiary there? Uh, you know, Leavenworth was nearby in Kansas or something like that. Oh, my God. Mickey, Mi- get a grip. Mickey is He's- copping a freaking tood. Oh, my God. Like – I'm here for a little bit of it, but man, he's too much at this point. Like, settle down, Mickey. It gets old. It really. Yeah. It just gets old. Yeah. And then Ray tells him um, about Jock being his real father. Dun, dun, dun. And then Mickey's like, he's basically like, oh, okay. What? The final scene takes place in the South Fork living room where Harv is at that little table. That's been set up nicely for him. And that, yeah, a, that's a thick will, as we saw when J, when Jr. got the copy from um, from Harv's son-in-law. Yeah, that is either the will or War and Peace. We're still not sure. Right. No, but I think <laughs> I think Charlie Brown is still reading that from the New Year's yeah. holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, should we give the breakdown of? Yeah, so he's like, this is a lot of filled with a lot of mumble jumbo, but I I wrote up a summary and it's divided into three areas: South yeah, that, Fork, that, Ewing Oil, and Trust Funds. That's my question: is the summary is is perfect? What do you need a document this thick for just to say what he said? Right, I don't, I don't know. Is it for dramatic effect? I'm sure it's for dramatic effect. I mean, I'm sure like he has a lot of stuff because he's a rich guy, and I'm sure there's a lot of things he has. But, like, I think my will is, like, three pages long. And granted, I don't have as many things, but you literally, as long as you're not leaving it to a certain amount, a ton of different things, you can just be like, okay, this is this. Mm, yeah. And I want, obviously, inside of all that paper, it's all all blank. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like like the scripts that Michael Priest said they used to hand them because they would ad lib their lines a lot. Right. Apply pages of the script. <laughs> oh. Yep. When in doubt, read the script. <laughs> All right. Summary Ellie gets okay. South Fork. Yes. Trust fund. The sons get $10 million each. Lucy, because she's over 21, she gets $5 million. Ellie also gets $50 million. Oh, right. Gary, however, his is limited to the accrued interest uh for four years first four yeah, he years can, he can only use the interest from the 10 million for the first four years which is which, like which bullshit. Ha- which is what has him storming back to the hotel and pissed when he sees abby at the hotel too. he's like an, a goddamn adult and uh, and then jared's like i'm sure that he has your best interest at heart gary right. you, you know you're just gonna squander it right like, oh, Jesus. and Ga- gary when he was back at the hotel on the next, on Knott's Landing, I should have watched this episode and just written up a summary, but he decides he's going to go see Ellie at South Fork before he leaves mm-hmm. town, but um, he never made it there. He got there, he looked, and he just he turned around and left. Oh, man. Yeah. But Abby, Abby is is all excited because she sees dollar signs from Jock's will. <laughs> and let's see, grandchildren are going to get an equal portion based on the number of grandchildren on their twenty first birthday. How how do you do that? Because babies right. are spread out. That's my question. Is like, is it when one of them turns twenty one? Because it says future grandchildren. So is it like just the grandchildren that exist now, right? When the will is read, or is it like more grandchildren if they come later? So let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a little analyzing here for a second. Okay. Bear with me. Lucy, John Ross, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Then later you have James. You have 
Lucas. Lucas, you have to um, Margaret, Callie's unnamed child. Uh, not Slanting, you have Bobby and Betsy, and then Gary had a child when Valine was supposed to be dead with somebody else, Molly. So you're cutting the pie quite thin. So that's a lot of grandchildren, and we don't know how many um, quote unquote bastards Jr. had out of out, out there somewhere that we right. never found out right. about. Right, 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 right. How many women did he sleep with? How many could have ended up pregnant that we don't know about? That's why I'm just wondering, like, when do they count the grandkids? Is it now? Like, right in 1982? Because they have to wait till they're 21. So, I don't know. So maybe by the time the first one reaches 21, they would have a number uh, based on... Right. Is things, it, but I, that's... Because if it's when they, like, say when John Ross... Hit, because I think... Uh, Lucy's is separate because she got five million. Right, so, she's, she's over twenty one already. So yeah, she's, she's over twenty one. So I think he's just uh, taking. So when John Ross would hit twenty one, would be what year? It'd be nineteen ninety seventy nine uh, two thousand. Year two thousand. April two thousand. Um, yeah. April two thousand. Which is and when so Tamela Banks point, turned twenty one. Coincidentally. Right. So then. I mean, we would know about a bunch of those other kids. Right. At that point, yes. But, spoiler alert, you cut to JR Returns, and there was a codicil about Cyberbyte uh, shares, which JR swindled to get money to get Ewing Oil. uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cyberbyte. Right. And now we get to the meat of the issue. Ewing Oil, the company, company, the business Co- company, where there's a handwritten codicil, right? And Jr. Fain's like worry, like, oh my god, is this going to be like, admit, like, is there going to be someone like that says that this isn't legal, admissible, or yeah, Miss, right, yeah? And and I was like, no, 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 like it should be fine. It's actually it, more it, because it's in his handwriting, and it was written uh, in front of Punk Anderson, right, down in right. South America, who yeah. happens to be named as the executor of the will estate right. mm-hmm. but he's not there which is interesting that is yeah and it was like the only one missing at the court uh to declare him dead was lucy she was not there at the courthouse oh huh. didn't Every, notice everybody else was there jock has decided on a contest to run a year split 50 50 <laughs> To, to see which Ellie goes, no. <laughs> to see who can generate the most revenue with their half. Right. And the winner will get 51%. The loser gets 19. Ellie, Gary, and Ray will get 30. The split up the remaining 30 at 10, 10, and 10. And the company must never be owned by anyone other than a Ewing. <clears throat> <clears throat> right. And should any, should either brother pass on during that year, the other wins the contest and gets control. Right. To which JR immediately goes to Bobby. He's like, a toast to your good health and very long life. To which it's just like, oh shit, is he gonna murder Bobby? <laughs> what is oh shit? Let's not forget that the original plan was to kill Bobby Ewing in episode five of the miniseries. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so then freeze frame painting of Jack. So drink twice. Yes. And scene. And scene. All right. So I gave this 4.25 bourbons and a wedding in of invitation. Mm-hmm. And I went with a, I went with a four or five because it, um, it's opening the door for, what I perceive to be one of the greatest storylines in the history of the series. Right. It was just, there's a lot of setting up in this, so which they have to do, but right. you know, and a, you know, it was a swan song to the four Ewing yeah. brothers together. And right. I give it a handwritten codicil. Nice. Sitting underneath Jock's portrait. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, next time we are going to be talking about episode or season six, episode six, six six, uh, episode one hundred and nine of the series uh, aftermath. Hmm. And in the meantime, you should join us on 
all of our social media. We, we have our website, ewingbbq.com, which we'll link to all of it. Or um, you can go to our Patreon, which patreon.com slash ewingbbq. Our website has our merch. We have a Facebook group. Uh, and then we have an Instagram and a Twitter. And if you just want to look at your show notes, all the links are there. Or just go to ewingbbq.com. And if you... Uh, you can be a Twitter twatter. If you... If, yes, you can. If you if you like our show, uh, please help us by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star review. Right. and you can it really also, does help. You can always join the Patreon because... If we don't get the Patreon, uh, then we, we have to cut our hosts out. We'll cut down to two hosts. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then what would happen? Then you'd be left with just us. God. God, no. Right. You would, you would have to have a rotation basis, like the final season of Knott's Landing, where they <laughs> actors were had to take episodes off, except for Michelle Lee. Huh. And if you don't like us, um, then go leave a one-star review and negative comment on the website, Scientology.com. If you don't like us, tough nogies. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we will uh, see you next time. Until then, bye. Y'all come back now, you hear? Next on Dallas. I haven't forgotten what you did to my son. And since the only way to your heart is through your company, I intend to do everything in my power to make that company bleed. My future and the future of my son is tied with JR. Any attack against him would be an attack against me. And I'll fight right by his side. And JR doesn't want that company just for himself. He wants it for John Ross. I'm not going to sit back and watch JR steal something that rightfully belongs to Christopher. I get the distinct feeling. There's an army mobilizing against me.